Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, back from a short break. Joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, and as is Friday tradition, to try to get as much you know, sports and stuff as we can get in here. It's honestly mostly because there's very few tennis picks and stuff like mm. that this late in the week. We weave in a third man, Mr. Matthew Rooney. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. It's Friday. Not only that, but I, I realize it is the Lenten season. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I don't, thank Ca- I don't thank Catholics all that much because I just don't have enough it. reasons to, but... Uh, Thank you for the and I'm Cal. I was raised Catholic. I, I, I mean, I did a lot of this as a youth too. But uh, I feel like you say uh, thank you to me a lot. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little more. Uh, God, are we? Is this a Catholic podcast? I think we're all we're all raised and baptized this way. So we all did some Lent shit when we were younger. Thank I don't you, partake as much in the church part of it anymore, but I sure as shit had some fish fries on on this part of the year. And honestly, up here, a lot of places have just determined like hey why don't we just have fish fries all year round on fridays because people like that so they're good it's it's you're in the heart of fish fry country yeah you there's fish and, fry nearby yeah there's walleye a lot of them will do you know just i mean there's a bunch of different kinds but the local bar i mean just and i point this way like i can see it if i poke my head out of the office they make their own batter and i mean they get some really good fish flown in so that is the, I know I texted my wife. It's date Andy's night. already thinking about lunch. Yeah. Last. So last time I did date night, me and the wife got, we ordered a bottle of wine. We got a, the big boat full of sushi. I don't know if I shared that photo. And I said, date night tonight. And she said, Oh good. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be the same as like the bottle of wine and sushi thing. Probably going to a bar to get fish fry. She's like, Oh, okay. So it's, it's still a date. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. on not eating fish. I'm not going to do the fish thing for lunch. I'll just take it easy. Have a salad. So, because a lot of these are all you can, all you care to eat. All you care to eat. I guess so. I'll get into that. Um, Don Pla, who is using the picture of, I believe that's Major Pain. It is. That's a throwback movie. I've seen that in forever. I like, I like Dayton. You don't need to revisit it. Oh. Let me let me let me take a look at that Dayton price. I'll get back to you on that, Don. We'll start. Uh, what do you want to start with? I think we're supposed to start with uh, golf. I think Dan's golf, got golf actually, queued yeah. up there. You want to talk about oh, golf yeah. while you check out Dayton, or should I talk about NBA? Are we going to see some carnage today? By the way, Andy, Isn't, I, aren't the winds supposed to be really high after yesterday when they kind of tore it up? Oh, I love yeah, that. I think there's going to be they they watered the piss out of it this morning. Like the course is playing sort of easy for some people. I, I think they they really went after the greens, made them easier to catch today, and I think a lot of it came down to the fact that the wind is going to kick up pretty heavy in Orlando this afternoon. And you're going to, it's, if they didn't, those greens would have been just scorched dry mm-hmm. by the time we hit like 2 p.m. So I don't blame them for watering, but uh, yeah, it should be much, much tougher in the afternoon wave here. And truthfully, I almost just went and looked at this. I don't like black box betting or blindly betting anything, but I almost just went and looked at all the matchups and I was, I was going to pull in a, a database of like club speed, excuse me, ball speed. And just see if there were any matchups that had huge disparities, like you know, twenty mile per hour difference between two guys as far as club speed goes, and ball speed. Which I keep saying club speed, I mean ball speed, ball speed. because it, it it's helpful when you're cutting through twenty five mile an hour winds to be a guy who hits it really hard and fast. And 
So I was gonna dig into that. Close I don't want to. I don't want to get too weird with it. I had I had one I liked here. You can see it on the screen if you're watching. Tom Hoagie, Tommy Tables over Lucas Abbott. Um, kind of a uh, based off my modeling for the week and how I looked at these. Uh, a lot of this is approach, and both of these guys. Um, I don't think the driving distance advantage for Herbert is going to be as advantageous, especially hitting into some of these headwinds. They're both going to struggle with this. And the around the green might hurt Hoagie here if he if these greens dry out too much this afternoon. But his approach game is just miles and miles better. I like this price. I found this over at Bookmaker. So taking this for the afternoon. And honestly, if you're betting into anything this afternoon, you're taking your life into your own hands for real because it's – you, you can see some real weird golf this afternoon. Some guys are just way better playing in conditions like this. For me, most of my most of my afternoon is just going to be, and by afternoon I mean the next hour or so, cheering against Hideki, who is I have a matchup, Tom Kim versus Hideki for the tournament, and it was tight, but now uh, Hideki's struggling a little. And he is currently sitting on the supposed cut line. The cut line, right now, Data Golf has it kind of 50-50 between plus one and plus two. I don't know how much they're factoring in weather. A lot of, I, I don't know if they use weather data for that or if it's just kind of the, the, the modeling they're doing for the players remaining. I'd lean more 60-40 towards plus two. So I'm cheering for plus one, and I'm cheering for Hideki to do put a couple in the drink here because god damn it i just like getting my money back on fridays like cashing and cashing these matchups two days early it just feels that much better so, so do you do you get paid out then if kim makes the cut hideki misses do you get paid out then on friday night or do you still have to wait for the tournament to be over depends on the book uh, okay. a lot of them will hold it like uh, bet online pays them out i think bookmaker holds on to it but okay. it's still nice that you know like hey, yeah it's a, it's nice to have that win but i just wonder if that actually hits the account or not yeah speaking of wins that need to hit the account bavada i bet I, I talked about this when i talked about the tournament earlier in the week i did bet some kennesaw state just to make the final at minus 135 and they they held on last night and they're in the final hosting the final you guys yeah, should uh, cash that cuz i know it's not today but come on just give me my uh it makes me nervous. It's not even the money. It's like, it makes me nervous. Like, did I read it wrong? Is there something like, was there some sort of fine print? I get paranoid about shit. So go owls. Let's go. And let's go NBA because it's noops is back. Might as well. We got 10 games tonight, a really big slate. Um, three of them. I have looks in quickly touch on some of the other ones. Um, Orlando Magic versus the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets are without LaMelo Ball for the rest of the year. So Magic laying four points looks about right, but lean towards our, our Orlando team. Um, Portland Trailblazers, seven and a half point dogs to producer Dan's Atlanta Hawks. As odd as it is to say this, the Hawks deserve to be seven and a half point favorites tonight. I'm not sure much more. So that number looked just about right to me. Um, Phoenix Suns play your Chicago Bulls, Matt. And, uh, people have been betting the Bulls. A lot of money came in here. The Bulls opened five and a half. They're down to three and a half at this mm -hmm. point. I wonder if maybe we'll see a Kevin Durant rest spot or something like that. But, yeah, it seems like it'd be a tough spot for your Bulls. I would stay I away from that game. Something's yeah. up. I'm going to happily watch it, maybe live bet it, maybe throw, on a, throw in a, a Vooch first basket score, see what happens. But I think overall that, that five and a half is – I'm not, not going near that. And, again, all the way down to three and a half. Yeah, so three and a half. Something's up there. Um, the Thunder one-point favorites at home over the Jazz. Would love to bet that, but also would love Shea Gilgis-Alexander to be playing. 
Um, was hoping to bet the Sacramento Kings this morning. They're at six. I had that at five. Again, should be a really good spot for them against the Lakers. If you don't already, maybe look around, see if you can find a Mike Brown Coach of the Year ticket. It's um, starting to get into the minus juice here, but the better and better Sacramento plays, the less and less co- good Coach of the Year candidates we have. That might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle. Um, Denver Nuggets against the Memphis Grizzlies. Nuggets five-point favorites. Again, right kind of on my number there. Warriors Pelicans. The Warriors minus four. Lean towards the Pelicans there, but I'll leave that one go. But as I said, three bets I actually did make. We'll start with the first one here. I'm going to take the biggest underdog of the night, the Brooklyn Nets, who have um, struggled to cover some numbers here the last few weeks, are getting 11 points against the Boston Celtics. And in a way, it's you know, a very movable object against a very stoppable force. Um, the Celtics have struggled to cover really any number the last couple months with the um, injuries to Jalen Brown and things like that. It's just been really tough for this team. And, you know, they just don't seem as locked in and the offense isn't nearly as efficient as it was to start the year. The three point shots really just aren't falling for them. I had this closer to like seven, seven and a half. It was one of those things where there was such a big difference. I had to poke around a little bit. Again, you look, the Nets have failed to cover, I think more than once, you know, kind of since the deadline here at this point. So it could be a tough spot, but 11 is far too many. So I'll take 11 with the Nets, the New York Knickerbockers, as much as it sickens me, as a Philadelphia 76ers fan to say this. I've been playing some really great basketball over the last couple of weeks. The addition of Josh Hart has been good. This is one of the few teams where everyone is healthy. They're locked in, playing their best basketball. They go into Miami tonight. You know, it looks like um, Jimmy Butler's going to miss. Kyle Lowry is, is going to miss here tonight. So just not enough firepower for Miami. And, you know, even if Butler plays, kind of have this – Right on this number, I had the Knicks minus two with Butler plays. So, you know, maybe not the best bet, but I don't think we get in any trouble if we end up being wrong there with Butler playing. Should be a nice spot for the Knicks. And your Timberwolves, Andy, and play against the Los Angeles Lakers tonight in L.A. No LeBron James, which has generally been a little bit better for um, the Lakers offense, but still way too few points here in this number. Anthony Edwards should have a great game tonight. I don't know if the Lakers necessarily have a great perimeter defender. Probably Jared Vanderbilt will get him, but I think Edwards should be able to have a good night tonight. I had this in the 230s, you know, 232, 233, so 228, even 229. Anything lower, that or lower looks good. Should be a lot of points tonight in Los Angeles. So Nets plus 11, Knicks minus 2.5, Timberwolves Lakers over 228, and Holt, yeah, I don't know if Emmanuel quickly is going to win sixth man of the year. Um, he sure is just flying up the odds board. I think it was like from 125 yeah. down to the 20s. I think he's single digits at this point. Some, and, of, some um, of the players are getting starting jobs and just ruining their chances at being sixth man of the year. That's a, that's a thing that happens. Yeah, our buddy Whale Cappers um, cohort, um, Jay Croucher, has really been pumping that big. So if you've got a nice number on quickly out there, I, I can't think of a worse bet. Yeah. Um. All right, I'll get. I, I'm I'm doing some Dayton research in the background here, but we'll do. I want to do hockey first because I want to bet on everything this weekend. Mostly because I looked at the like I like I like John Jones. John Jones is one of my favorite um, UFC fighters. Like I'm actually pumped to. I was gonna say buy you. I'm not buying the UFC paper. I will. I will illegally stream it for sure on my phone while I'm watching other stuff. But I will be watching UFC this Saturday, so I'm pumped about that. I'm like, God, I should just bet on everything. So, hockey, baseball, basketball, preseason, everything. I don't even. Maybe G League. I don't care. I'll bet on uh, quite a bit. So I'm gonna need some hockey wagers, Matthew. Uh, I, I got your back here. Your Minnesota Wild don't play tonight, unfortunately, so I don't have a pick. I don't believe, don't believe the Flyers do, too. I still don't get why the the NHL has such small slates on Friday. It seems like 
good opportunity to have some games when people are watching TV, but I digress. Uh, we were one and two last night, missed on the two goal scorer props, but we hit big with the stars minus one and a half against the Blackhawks. I, I, I honestly think the next however many games we're going to be going like fading the Blackhawks on the alternate puck line, like take the other team minus two and a half. They've traded literally everybody from that roster for the most part. Um, that said, not playing tonight. We're going to go first with the Oilers team total over. Um, I think it's six out of their last eight games. They've gone for more goals. And I think in general um, it's eight out of their last nine have hit the over in the game, which is seven tonight. I didn't want to take the over itself because Winnipeg isn't playing very well and has been uh lacking in, in the goal scoring department the last few weeks. Um, but I think Edmonton's got a real chance to get to four or five goals here and win this one, like five to two over a struggling Winnipeg team at home. And then the devils minus one and a half at plus two twenty two. I just thought this is really good value and too good a value to pass up uh, on a New Jersey team. That's playing really well. They've won five out of their last six, uh, their last two games. They, they just came off the buy uh, the, the week long buy and beat the avalanche seven to five uh, prior to that. They won their game seven to nothing. So they're, they're playing some really good hockey and the buy didn't really even phase them. Um, I like them. My the minus one and a half at this value because of what's Dan's throwing up graphics for me there. No, that was that was, oh, that was Andy throwing college, up college hockey too. Oh, I just, I just honestly, I just saw college. Yeah, I think the Big Ten tournament's going on, which is always kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but Vegas uh, Devils are in Vegas tonight. Vegas just traded for Jonathan Quick, which might be a name you know, Andy. Uh, longtime goalie for the Kings, won a couple cups there. Team USA goalie. I even know he, who that is. He's he's not very good anymore. He was you know a Kings yeah. backup and then got shockingly traded from the Kings to the Blue Jackets. Um, kind of got a big middle finger from the Kings. They didn't really even clear it with him much and moved him to the Blue Jackets and the Blue Jackets right away traded him to Vegas. He might get a chance in net tonight as a like, you know, debut game. Here you go at home. And I think that might be a little bit of a mistake, might be a little bit early going up against a good team in New Jersey. Again, not sure he's playing tonight. That's just speculation on a, we just traded for him. Let's see if we can get him in net, get him comfortable early. Uh, so I like the devils in this spot, especially at that value. Plus 222 is too good of an, uh, an opportunity to pass up on a devil's team. That's playing some really good hockey as of late. I agree. Thank you, Andy. That's some <clears> dynamite <throat> analysis on your own. Um, also, <clears throat> excuse me. I know, I know the playoffs are anything can happen, but it's yeah. best of seven mm-hmm. with home ice and like, is Boston just gonna like wreck the East? Even with what no, I don't. Did? Boston, Boston's got. I mean, Boston should be the favorite to win. They've been the best team in the East all year, but the Rangers. And I'm not just saying the Rangers. I think the East is going to be wide open yeah. because it's just been an arms race. Like. We talk about Tampa, who's a little bit under the radar. Tampa has the best goaltender in the world, and Andre Vasilevsky, who I've, that's a name I brought up on the show a bunch in the last couple of playoffs. Like he's capable of getting hot and just winning a series. Like he, we've seen him do it before in the playoffs the last couple of years. Same same thing with Igor Shosturkin on the Rangers. Like you can be the worst team, but if you have a goalie get hot at the right time, you can beat anybody. Like I, I said it too. Dallas had. Uh, Jake Ottinger was a rookie goalie last year. Like he got hot and forced a, a seven game series with the flames, despite getting outshot like two to one every game. So anything can really happen. And ESPN is not a, about <clears throat> hockey. I see that comment. I, I know I have a, I have a guy I talk hockey with sometimes and I, I watched part of a, a game the other day and I D I was high, I, but I DM'd him and I'm like, I, and I'm like when I said that. I'm like, Hey, do goalies really need skates? And he just berated me for a while. 
help out how dumb that was. Yes. Like, yeah, indeed. fine. And then, like, while he's doing it, I saw a goalie skate behind the goal to, like, knock one yep. out. I'm just like, they got, they got to have, like, shoes. You know? Well, they got to play Mahler. the puck. They also have to push off to get post to post. You can't. No, really, I know. You kind of need ex- the blades. Oh, to no. Do he, that, he explained in great de- all the reasons I was an idiot. But, uh, yeah. Um, Andy, do you know less about hockey than anybody in the history of Minnesota? I think I It's might. honestly got to He's got to be bottom five. It's I went, staggering. And it's funny. We went uh, the local. Um, it's funny. It's right here by the golf course I play. Sometimes there's a track. They flood the running track here, so you, and you, you can skate around the track. Uh, so I went skating for the first time in many years. Oof. Not my good. Form was my form. Uh, form. I wish I had a off. hockey. Did you? Stay I wish I had feet? a hockey stick because I could lean forward a little and like use it. Did you stay on your feet, or did you go down? Oh yeah, I didn't fall. I can okay, still there you skate. Go. That's a but, start. Uh, to start the rental skates didn't fit very well that was a little rough so andy time's oh, still right. out for you to cash in on the uh on the bet or not the bet but what you owe me you still got to take me to a blackhawks game this is true maybe next week. hey, hey tickets know. just got dirt cheap too i know they traded there there were i was after, waiting for the trade deadline so before the trade deadline attendance wasn't quite like too you know when they were really good levels but like they were getting like eighteen thousand, seventeen thousand. the united center seats 21 and there were a lot of people doing what I did a couple weeks ago too, trying to get there to see, you know, Kane and if Taves was playing one more time. Last night was the first game without Kane. There was like sixty five hundred people in the building. Just no one was there anymore. Oh, we're getting we're gonna be right on the right on the glass. Oh yeah. I don't even care. All right. I'm going to a hockey game, guys. I'm gonna learn a lot about hockey. Come on, let's do it. Um basketball. Get you a beer quick. and we'll teach you hockey. I don't know if uh, our guy Don stuck around. If he didn't, I don't care. I'm going to talk about Dayton anyway. Dayton is in a weird spot. The Atlantic 10 playoffs start soon. This is kind of it. This is the final game, and they're in a goofy spot because they cannot move in the seeding. They are the two seed no matter what. Now, I know you don't just, all right, let's play our backups, and we don't care about this game. But the motivation in this is very very minimal especially considering they should be one of the favorites to win the tournament with uh, them and vcu and they're not getting in without without winning this tournament like the maybe vcu has a small case but uh just let me look ken palm has them 69th torvik has them 56th uh some other places have them like low 50s so 68 68 teams right guys get in yeah well 22 of those teams are from conferences that would never get in otherwise. So you got to knock off 22 off that number right away. So you're, you know, you're down to like 45, 46. You essentially have to be within the, you know, the top 45 kind of to get in. And every upset you get in a, in a weird tournament where somebody who shouldn't be in the tournament wins their conference tournament in a multi-bid league, which happens once or twice a year, knocks that number down a little bit too. So Dayton is not the spot where they could get in at large at this point. So they need to win their conference tournament. So I'm a little hesitant to back them in a spot where the motivation has to be firmly focused on next week. And I, I, St. Louis is in a spot where I think they can move up to the three seed if they win. I don't know if they actually need help. So it looks like it's going to be a close game one way or the other. I mean, maybe just a live betting opportunity if you get weird with it. Um, But my, na- my uh, eyes will be turned to our nation's capital to the Washington District of Columbia, where we'll have one of our fun neutral site tournaments starting up, honestly, pretty soon. Although the game that's starting like now, there's a lot of these where I'm like, hey, this tournament starts, you know, in six hours, but does it really? 
Like the West Coast Conference tournament started yesterday. None of those games were of consequence. They were all teams that were 200 to one or more to win a conference that has 10 teams. Like they're just the pigtail games. They don't matter. Gonzaga's odds didn't change because of what Pacific did. So kind of the same thing. We have Monmouth and Hampton playing in two hours. They're the 12 and 13 seed. They're, you know, they have like eight conference wins between them. It's not going to matter what happens here. So the, the real games do start tomorrow. And I did look at this. I'm pretty excited to kind of fade the top teams a little. I know that there are conferences like I just spoke about with Gonzaga St. Mary's, where they really, really, you know, give them everything besides home court, honestly. But hey, have three buys. You're already in the semis. Good. We just want you to get into the tournament easily. Like there are conferences that, hey, you get home court throughout. If you're good, you get reseeding to make sure you're playing the shitty teams. We're going to give you two buys anyway. Like they do everything they can to get their top teams. And the CAA doesn't as much. While they do have some buys for the top four, there's still four teams that have the, the exact same buy. And it's all on a neutral. So I am looking at fading the your two top teams being Furman, Samford, kind of UNC Greensboro as well. God damn it. Now I'm talking about the SOCON. Excuse me. <laughs> Back to back to the CAA. Well, it's the same kind of thing. We have two two or three top teams there, but your two top teams are Hofstra and Charleston. They're both even money, two to one, somewhere in there. And then there's a precipitous drop off. But I do like Towson, and I wrote about it in my little article. I have often bet against teams who rely on the three pointer in these tournaments because it just they can lose to fucking anybody if they're super reliant on the three and they just go cold at a neutral site like this so i don't i don't love teams like northern iowa comes to mind a few years ago where they lost right away in the tournament down in the mvc so my argument for towson is three-point shooting but they're not reliant on it you can look at that you can look at stats it's basically a ratio stat of how many three-point attempts do they make compared to all of their attempts is it is it super high are they you know constantly just jacking them up they're not but they're one of the best three-point shooting teams honestly in the country but uh for sure in the for sure in their league they have a decent draw they have beaten Hofstra this year they took Charleston to overtime their offensive metrics are not that far from the top two and you're getting a seven to one for a team that gets the exact same buy as the top two teams they get a fairly easy draw and like I said everything everything's equal here on a neutral site so taking a little swing I think this is my longest outright bet I've made so far as a Seven to one here. No. Towson Tigers, CAA. That's all I got. I'll have SOCON. But I almost I almost gave it away on the SOCON guys. I was talking I love about it. Furman and Greensboro and Samford. That's a that's a fun one too. But uh Furman and Greensboro and Samford. Sounds like characters in that show. Yeah, it does sound like they do sound like characters. We'll get to that soon. And then my Summit League, which is super boring because it's the only league that has a team that went undefeated in conference play. There's an 18 and 0 Oral Roberts team that is just a lot better than everybody else. So, what are their odds to win the tournament this year's Vermont? Yeah, they're like minus a a bunch, I think minus two, three hundred at some places. I'll have to look again, but it's it's another one too where they don't give uh, just real quick to the summit, they don't give them any benefits like. There's no real buys for most of the teams. And not only that, but, hey, what's your reward for going 18-0? Go play in South Dakota where SDSU and USD play. You know, 
they all have to head up to Sioux Falls, so they don't get home games or anything. Earl Roberts should win the tournament, but will they? Tune in to find out. If I tune in, follow me on Twitter. I'll tweet it out later. Yeah, Andy's got it. Andy's got it covered. Yeah, the Colgate and yeah, the Colgate price in the Patriot League was steep, but I gladly laid minus two twenty there. I didn't care. I couldn't make a case for anybody else. Just riding the toothpaste to money. So let's go Indiana State. Let's go Moorhead State. Let's go Radford today. I got three teams playing so far. And where's that leave us? It's Friday, and I don't know where the WTA is playing. I've barely paid attention. I've been watching little of this Medvedev match, but the hockey or tennis has been low on my priority this week. We're in Mexico and Texas, Andy. I guess you haven't been paying attention. Peter in the tennis chat has actually been going to watch the ladies in Austin, Texas. Oh, God damn it. I, I should have known that. He did go to a bunch of those. So let's jump in. A handful of matches, four in each tournament today. And um, two parlays I put together here. As I started to look at these lines, a lot of the totals look pretty solid. Even some of the first set totals have finally started to um, get into place there. You know, didn't see too many of an edges there. But a couple big favorites in each event that um, really look like they should be even bigger. And actually, I'll shut on the bottom here because um, this match in Austin here, Marta Kostyuk is going to start against Annalena Friedson just, just as we finish the show here. Um, I'm looking at Kostyuk minus 275. I had this closer minus 400 against Annalena Friedson, a player who um, a little bit of a veteran, if you will, of the tour, kind of um, a journey woman, if you will, of the WTA is having a nice week here, but is absolutely going to be outclassed by one of the better young players, um, someone who really has done well in some of these smaller events and continues to play great tennis as long as she doesn't run up into, you know, kind of the WTA elite, which is definitely not happening here today. So happy to take her and then put it together with Danielle Rose Collins, which, you know, it is a week here before a big tournament in Indian Wells, but so, you know, a lot of big players are taking this week off or maybe not as locked in, but we've got some time. That Indian Wells tournament doesn't start to the middle of next week. And Danielle Collins, because of her quick exit from the Australian Open, lost a ton of ranking points. I mean, is struggling to be even seated in some of these events. So kind of needs to win this tournament, honestly, to keep herself in a comfortable position for the rest of the year. She goes up against Anna Collins-Skaya, who she did beat at the Australian Open. Yes, it was a three-set match, but, you know, just kind of one match. You go back and look, Collins was honestly lucky to win, given how she was playing at that point. And has been playing really great this week. I'm looking at minus 200 on her. I had this closer to 280. So put the two together, you get plus 105. And then down in Monterey, Mexico, um, we'll start with Donna Vekic, you know, a player that I really enjoyed probably about a year and a half, two years ago. But I've been struggling with injury consistency since that point. Up until the last few weeks, she's been playing some fantastic tennis, um, was able to build off a solid finish to last year in San Diego. Struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, but again, the last couple of weeks has just been absolutely fantastic. Goes up against Yazeline Bonaventure, who was a nice underdog player for us about a month or so ago, but has kind of reverted back to her form of, Again, just being a little bit too old at this point, a little bit not athlete, not as athletic as you need to be to play against some of these women. And uh, Becca should be in total control of this match beginning to end. She's minus 425. I had this closer, minus 550, almost minus 600 when I started. And it's tough when you get to some of those higher levels to kind of see what that edge looks like. I mean, the difference, honestly, between minus you know, 500, minus 600 is actually kind of small. So um, be careful with some of that stuff, but really like her in this spot. We'll put it together with Zhu Lin or Lin Zhu, depending on how your book decides to list the name. The young, um, the Chinese woman having the best year of her career, really been putting away players like this. It goes up against, you know, another WTA journey woman in Carolina. 
Caroline Dahlhyde. She's minus 165. I had this closer to minus 200. She's starting to be bet out. I'm curious to see where this one lands. But again, like both of them quite a bit. Put them together, you get plus 100. You can put all four together if you wanted. I'm not actually sure what that, that ends up being. Probably about plus 271. If I had to guess, to I think guess. I like that. I think that's my play here. Today. <laughs> if I had to just, if I don't know. I, I don't ask. Stop my head. Plus two seventy one ish, maybe two seventy two. I'm looking at plus three hundred six. You got to, you got to go back to that book. Yeah, I, I hadn't placed it yet. I just put them in the, I put them in the nature card. Now. I'll go, go shop that around. The most annoying thing is shopping around parlay prices because <laughs> you just have to put them all in and see what it is, or actually sit there and convert and do math. Um, although. If you're having a good Friday, I'm having a good Friday because it's not actually good Friday. That's a different, no, different holiday, but yeah, Saturday happened. What's coming up? I want to bet while Noops is talking. Um, hey, all right. You, Which one? You guys were you guys were talking about, hey, what happens if one guy makes the cut? Do you get paid? Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll find out what happens if one guy you bet against withdraws while oh, Noops is talking. Uh, Benny An, Byung-Hun An withdrew. I'd bet against him with Kun. Hung Lee. So, uh, it, it, I mean, he was leading that matchup. I had utter confidence he was going to able to maintain five shot lead in that matchup. But it's a lot That's nicer still- when you don't actually have to worry about, you know, blow up rounds in the wind like this. So, cashed one. We're, uh, we're winning bets. I'm, I'm pretty happy about getting one home and I'm going to take that money and I don't know, maybe I'll have sushi for lunch. All fish, all the time. There today. you go. I'm still thrown off from the Florida swing here. I got used to it with the California stuff, like golf. Oh, golf later. starting like, like at nine like, ten like, in the morning. Yeah, like last like last week was. I know it was been Florida last week, but like the Honda was such a bad feel. I didn't really pay that close attention to it. But then this week, you got. I mean, I just keep forgetting. Like, oh yeah, there's, there's people done with nine already right now. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. There's like golfers happening while I'm having breakfast. It's weird. Yeah. We'll get used to it. Noops, when are you back in the East Coast? I'll be back um, actually tomorrow. We've got one more day here on the left coast. Going to try and enjoy a little bit of sun. It's going to be a whole 49 degrees today, but it is pretty nice. <laughs> we'll walk around and kind of enjoy things. That's Anything good. fun well, planned for the last yeah. day? Going anywhere special? Just bouncing yeah, no, around? Just looking, just looking to walk around today, future. see if we can find maybe a couple nice restaurants, but it should be a nice laid back day after you know having to be on all week. I like that. Yeah, nobody likes to be on. I hate it. I don't like to be on. I'm like I said. I'm ordering lunch. I'm gonna figure out who wins the SoCon and Summit, and then we'll we'll go from there, guys. So enjoy it. Hit a thumbs up on the way out. Appreciate you guys in the chat. Uh, appreciate Alex and Matt and producer Dan and Benny on for pulling out of the uh, API. So we'll see you guys next Monday. <laughs>